Welcome to another episode of the Two Shots Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Garcia. Today, I'm going to be joined by a special guest. We're going to be joined by Michael DeLeon, the founder of Project Spurs. How's it going, Michael? Hey, it's going good. I'm finally getting over all this like allergy and cold stuff, so I'm feeling a little better now. And uh, football season coming around, so I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah, me too. I can't wait. Starts tomorrow, so looking forward to that. And unfortunately, the Cowboys are going to be playing on Sunday, so it's probably going to be a heavy drinking day for me. <laughs> for all of us Cowboy fans, probably. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get right into this. I mean, we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit about Colin Kaepernick. And we're also going to talk about, you know, the Spurs, the expectations uh, for the upcoming season. And, of course, you know, a little bit about the NFL and the, the official season kickoff, which will be starting uh, tomorrow, Thursday, against the Philadelphia Eagles and the Atlanta uh, Falcons. So we'll go ahead and jump right in with uh, Colin Kaepernick, man. How has this taken the Internet by storm? This topic is hot. It's been all over talk radio people are up in arms people are angry they're burning shoes they're burning everything they can that has the nike logo on it overreacting or is it you know justified what what are your thoughts michael it's overreacting and Nike's laughing at you burning the stuff that you already paid for they already got your money and if you want to burn it go ahead because they're not their, their money's not getting burnt you know that you paid them for that stuff so yeah i think it's a little overreacting i feel like Unfortunately, the biggest problem is that people still don't understand and people are still trying to make this whole kneeling thing and turn the narrative into something that it's not. And it's like it's been a few years now and we're still going over this thing where people won't educate themselves about what the issue is and instead want to make it about disrespect to the military or the veterans, which is not the case at all. And so, you know, uh, some people are saying Nike's hurting. I, I saw somebody say it said Nike's stock was up. So, uh, you know, I, I just think it's it's going a little overboard, and it's just it's it's what we're seeing a lot of nowadays. As soon as somebody speaks out or, or speaks has an opinion about something that's different, then uh, the boycott automatically. Yeah, as long as they the thing is, it's if people don't think the same way you do, then everybody gets upset. And the thing, the point that he's really trying to make is he was taking a knee. Of course, it it, it was controversial because at the time. He was doing it while he was still playing with the NFL, and he was doing it when they were singing the national anthem, which a lot of veterans and a lot of people thought it was a, sh a show of disrespect. But he was making a statement. You know, now he's not even in the NFL, but people are still talking about Colin Kaepernick, you know, and how he stood up for equality. And what it was is it's not a black thing. It's not a white thing. What it is, it's he's standing up for equality for everyone equal rights for everybody regardless of the color of your skin or your religious beliefs everybody should be treated as equals that's the message and i think it gets misconstrued by the mainstream media because they're making it into this uh well it's a show of disrespect to veterans it's a show of disrespect to you know the american flag and for everything that the stars and stripes stands for there's a lot of things going on i'm not even gonna get into politics because that's a whole yeah. whole other animal right there so i'm not going to be name dropping and and pointing fingers and saying you know you need to look at this instead but at the end of the day i think people are are overreacting you know you're burning what jerseys nike jerseys you're going to burn <laughs> nike hats you're going to burn socks people were cutting out the sock then then the swoosh logo from their socks they were burning shoes some guy burned his shoes while he still had them on and they showed pictures of his burnt feet i'm like come on oh, man that that guy whatever but 
you know, you you shouldn't overreact to things of this nature. If you don't like this stance and you don't agree with it, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to agree with it. You can disagree. That that's your American right. You know, we don't always have to agree. Everybody has the freedom of speech. But at the end of the day, it's about bringing about a change. Equality for everyone. Equal rights for everybody. That's the message. And that's what I think people fail to realize. And like you mean you were saying, people are angry, but I don't under, I don't think they fully understand what are they mad about, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just, and, and I'm all for that. Freedom of speech is one of the things that makes our country great and everything. And, and, and exactly, if you disagree with certain things, that's fine. But at least know what you're disagreeing with is my take. It's like, if you're going to make it into something that it's not and just, and, and, you know, that go on and, like I said, and completely change the narrative. And people are still, I've, I've been, you know, people, I've been seeing stuff on Facebook and it's like, how do you not, like, how do you not take a second to, like, look up what this is about, how it all started, what all the athletes have been saying since then? It's like, stop trying to make it something it's not. I mean, I think, I mean, my brother's a veteran. I, I know I have several friends that are veterans and everything. And I understand what they're doing. And my brother, who went to war, has no problem with them using that platform, at, you know, to try to get the, the, their message across. And a lot of people are saying, well, they could have used it. They could have done something else. No, it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have made. It wouldn't have been the, as impactful. Uh, the impact it did. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I get all that, you know, but I think a lot of people right now, we're going to boycott. You know what? They're going to boycott Nike. They're going to stop buying their merchandise. No, you're not. You're doing that right <laughs> now because everybody else is doing that. But when the next Jordan's pair of Jordans drops, I bet you everybody's <laughs> going to be out there still buying them. Nike knows exactly what they're doing and they're playing you guys for a fool. Because what they're doing right now is they know that their their, their stock is going to take a hit. They know what's what's going to happen even before, you know, it was announced that Nike was in this, you know, campaign with uh, Colin Kaepernick. They knew everything was going to take a hit. It was going to go down. It was going to be hot. But you know what Nike also knew is that everybody was going to be talking about this. From this about mainstream them. media yeah. to the newspapers to the, the people that come out on your local news station, you know. Your local sports talk uh, radio stations are going to be voicing their concerns. It's going to be all over social media. So you know what? The, the, the hit that they took the other day at this, on the stock market, it's going to be a wash because at the end of the day, it was money well spent on a brilliant marketing campaign. Because it was, oh, it was man, designed... That's a great point because Nike's name is in everyone's mouths right now. Oh, yeah. Their logo is on TV, blasted everywhere, and it's the best advertising they could have gotten for whatever they spent on, on Colin and Catherine. Because you're right, that logo's everywhere now. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, is that people are all up in arms. They're all upset. But, at the you know, after a couple of weeks, it's all going to go away. You know, yeah. the latest Nike shoes are going to drop. People are going to mm -hmm. buy sports memorabilia. That's what makes the, this country so good is that you can say things and then in a matter of just seems like a blink of an eye, people get over it and they move on to the next topic. Because I'm pretty sure somebody else is going to say something in an interview because the NFL season is going to start shortly. And we know that, you know, for people in the media, it's gold because you're going to talk to these players who are heated after a loss or they didn't agree with a certain call. The same thing with the coaches. Same thing with college football. You already have great sound bites from some of these coaches and and it just started it was just barely week one last week 
you know, and you already have yeah. these sound bites. So things are going to happen. You know, this is going to, you know, mull over sooner or later. The topic of racism and equality for everybody isn't going away. It's here. It's here to stay. And, you know, I think it's time for people to not take a stand on the issue one way or another. But it's time for people to voice their concerns. You know, I think at this juncture, since it's such a hot topic, it's not going away anytime soon. People are going to have to learn to say, you know what? You might not like this. You might agree with it. You might not agree with it. Everybody has a stance. And I think the one thing that this is bringing to light at this moment is everybody has a voice. Regardless if you agree or disagree, you have a voice. And I think people at this juncture are starting to realize that their voice matters. And if this is what this brings about, you know, this type of change in people, you know, showing that you do have a voice in this matter, that that's something. At least you're, you're moving forward. You know, it, it's not designed for a hate machine. And, you know, people yeah. get riled up and, and they look for anything to get angry about nowadays. You know what? It's not meant for you to get angry. It's meant for you to talk. And it's done its job brilliantly. Kudos to you, Nike. Yeah. You, you're you're the new hero for for the week. <laughs> and I've always been more of an Adidas guy. You can probably even see the Adidas boxes right there, back there. Oh, yeah. But I, I, so I think I posted on Facebook and I said, hey, if anybody has some Air Force Ones, some Jordan Ones, Threes or Fours that they want to burn out, I'll, I'll make sure to burn them. As in, they'll be like lit on my feet. But that's about it. Because uh, size 13 set on my way. But have you seen some of the other, like... Uh, memes or whatever that have come out like uh with that ad like the Kawhi one oh crazy. god man they had one with Thanos Hush. they had one with Kawhi they're they're the, the internet's great man it's gold it's it, when you see <laughs> things fast, like this too. yeah it goes up quick you know even before the day was over yesterday you saw all these things coming out I mean it's just different you know uh sports players it can be something as funny as a a comic book character you know but I mean I saw the one what they did with Kawhi I'm sure he saw it. I mean, it was in, it was in poor taste, but I mean, it's well deserved. Yeah. You know, he did this to himself. So whether you like it or not, you're you're gonna get a meme made out of you. So kudos to the person who did that. I'm I'm rooting for you. You're my new hero. <laughs> so let's go ahead and talk a little bit about another topic. We're, we're digressing. We're moving on now from the Colin Ka Kaepernick thing. Let's talk a little bit about San Antonio Spurs basketball. It's just around the corner. It's about 20, 25 days away from the start of training camp. You know, the players are starting to come in. They're starting to have their workouts already at the Spurs practice facility. And it's the end of the big three era. You know, Manu's retired. It's over and done with. You know, there's there's nothing we can do to bring him back. You know, the the the, the big three era of Timmy, Manu, and Tony is done. It's it's a new era. And it's I think at this juncture, it's unfair to to kind of say you know what let's compare this these new yeah. this new uh, era of players to the old ones you can't do that anymore the big three era oh, is, yeah it's gone it's done with we have to look to the future now and it's here you know we knew this day was coming it's here now you have the changing of the guard you have the the new generation right in front of you the only thing you can do at this juncture Spurs fans is get excited. This is something new. This is what the fans have been asking for forever, right, Michael? They they wanted some yeah. some some youth. They wanted something new. Got it's it. here. Yeah. You got it. You know. Now let's just see what happens this season. And like I say, be careful what you wish for because with these young legs, 
comes a lot of inexperience, you know, so they're going to frustrate fans. I think I think what the Spurs are going to wind up doing is that they're going to start, you know, strong out of the gate. It's going to be the changing of the guard. And these young guys have something to prove. But, you know, sooner or later, it's an 80 plus game season. You're going to hit a wall and you're going to have some struggles. It's part of the process of, of growing as not only a team, but growing as individual players. I mean, what do you what are your expectations for this season now that we've had this change from the big three era to, you know, the new era of, of the younger the younger generation? Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to be uh, overall at the end of the season, they're going to be better than what a lot of the, um, the things that have put out or a lot of the predictions have put out. I think they'll be, you know, uh, high 40s, low 50s and wins. I think they'll be good just because they, they do have some veteran experience still there and Aldridge and they've got DeRozan. They start to, there'll be some grandparents there working him in. Rudy Gay will have a more prominent role and, and Tashanti Murray looks like he's improving a lot over the summer. He's done a lot of, of work, it seems like. But yeah, I mean, I can see where there'll be some hiccups. I mean, a lot of, especially with a lot of these younger players, I mean, let's take Derek White, and, and this is a, a very different example than maybe even Lonnie Walker, but Derek White came from college where he played, you know, not nothing close to 82 games. Then he went and played in Austin and, and played a little bit in San Antonio, but the minutes weren't what they were uh, or what they would be now or what we're expecting, I think. Same thing with Lonnie Walker, used to playing so many games in college. Once you go into that grueling grind of the NBA season, um, you know, your body reacts differently and you have to be able to adjust. And so there are definitely going to be a team now. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that all works out. Uh, I think, like like you said, there, there's going to be some bumps along the way. But overall, I mean, I think that the front office did a good job in, in putting the right players together, um, getting guys in like Marco, who uh, you know knows the system now and can help with those young guys. Uh, so I, I, I have them a little better than what, what, they're, uh, what everybody's giving them credit for right now. Yeah, you know... Especially one thing that I'd like to, to point out is we have these younger players in DeJounte Murray and, and Derek White, even Bryn Forbes. You know, they're, they're kind of going to be coming into their own this season, I think. And then you have the rookie, you know, Lonnie Walker. Then you have you Yaka Portal. Then you have Shizé Metu that the Spurs just recently signed as well. So there's a lot of young names that are going to be coming and playing basketball this season that I think we can kind of look at with optimism, you know, that these are young players. Yes. They're inexperienced. Yes. But they're in a, in a system with coach pop, one of the, the best coaches in the NBA and arguably NBA history. And he knows how to mold players. So it's going to take a little bit of patience. I think on the Spurs fans part where they're expecting greatness right out the gate it's going to be a process. You know, the Spurs are going to be good, and they're still good. They're still a decent team. But fans want to go ahead and measure this, I think, by are we going to get back to the promised land? Are we going to get back to the NBA Finals? We could, but it, realistically, are we going to do it this season? Probably not. But could we do it in three years or four years if we still have this core group of players? Possibly. You know, I'm not going to say it's a guarantee, but we just have to see how players develop. But... One player in particular, I think, that we need to keep an eye on who kind of didn't have a really stellar season, even though the Spurs had talked him up a lot, was Bryn Forbes. They re-signed him. I think he's going to have a better season than he did last year. Uh, and that's only because I think he has something to prove. 
you know, the especially Coach Pop, he was saying that, you know, Bryn Forbes was kind of like Stephen Curry. You know, he says he's a yeah. good shooter. He's a great shooter. That's yet to come to fruition because he still needs to develop a little bit. You know, he was kind of lost in the shuffle. Then he had minutes to shine and he kind of faded away. He didn't he didn't come up big in key moments, you know, and that's why we saw Patty Mills get so much playing time last season. It's because, you know, we didn't have Bryn Forbes develop the way he should have. Now that they re-signed him for this season, I think he's going to have a lot to prove because he has a young player who's hungry for minutes in Derek White. Derek White is going to this is going to be his second season. He only played, I think, just uh, 17 games, if I remember correctly, looking at the stats. He played 17 games last season where he was coming off the bench and he played these garbage minutes. And I think now that Derek White is going to be kind of shuffled into the, the the roster a little bit more, it's going to make Bryn Forbes better. And not only that, but you're going to have this competition with a Bryn Forbes and a Derek White and even Lonnie Walker. I think this healthy competition between the guards, especially on your own team, makes you better. Not only better as a player because you want to outdo your teammate because of this good competition you got going, but you want to get better and you want to, you know, show that you deserve these minutes out there. So it's going to be interesting. The Spurs are loaded when it comes to the guard position, but who do you peg as somebody who we need to watch who's going to have a breakout year? Man, uh, the one I, from what I saw over the, the uh, summer league and everything else like that, it seems like uh, Derek White took, you know, some he. he Showed so much uh, progression from the end of the uh, G League finals all the way up into summer league. It seems like there was a lot. I, I, I'm thinking he was working really hard in there. He seems a, a lot more poised, and he can play points or he can play off off the ball as well. And he seems to be seeing the angles a lot better. He seems to just have a better grasp of of the offense, and I think that'll end up paying dividends once he gets his those minutes. And I think that he will. There's obviously some other players that have been added and could could eat into those minutes, but I think it'll I mean it'll definitely be a lot more than what he saw last year. And so I think he'll he'll definitely uh you know take another step forward and he'll be one to, to keep an eye on. Yeah, no doubt. You know, so I'm looking forward to the Spurs season starting. I uh, hope that we're gonna have a scrimmage game, open scrimmage game that we always oh, yeah. have every season. That's interesting. You see all these fans come out, you get to see the players, you know, the silver and the black team go up against each other. And it's just, you know, an interesting dynamic. You know, before it was trying to see if we could see a Kawhi Leonard, if we could see a Manu, if we could see, you know, Tony Parker out there. Now that they're not going to be there, it's going to be interesting because now you have fan favorites like Rudy Gay. You're going to have DeJounte Murray, LaMarcus Aldridge that the fans are going to be excited to see. Plus, you know, some of the younger guys out there and see what they can bring uh, to the game. So it, it it's going to be fun to see that. Also, let's see what happens during preseason because Spurs still got to, you know, fill the roster and they're still got to make some cuts, you know, and that's what preseason's all about. So until the, the, the final shoe drops and the, that first game of the season is finally here, there's going to be some more roster cuts. And some of the players that they even signed, if they don't produce, they could be cut as well. So what do you think, Mike? I mean, you're, are you excited about this open scrimmage? Who, who do you think is going to actually make the cut and who's going to get, you know, might be surprise you know they might surprise us and say hey we might cut this player that we just signed yeah i mean you know, honestly the one the sign that kind of surprised me and i'm not so sure that 
uh, he's going to be a great fit, especially if you want to get these younger players involved. Was uh, Quincy Pondexter? Yeah, I mean he's got experience, but to me, he, there were other players out there that probably could have fit the team a little better. So I'm not sure, and, and he's on a partially guaranteed deal, so uh, you know they can end up waiving him. And I think he's he's probably got the toughest chance to to make it. But you never know with Pop. I mean, he likes the experience. He may opt for that. But there were also some players that were uh, actually Paul Garcia uh, saw one of those photos, and he caught, and a lot of people on Twitter caught. There were actually some players that are not signed that were in San Antonio: Josh McRoberts, Gerald Henderson. Um, I don't know how to pronounce the guy's last name, Josh, I want to say Houston or something like that. Uh, he played with Oklahoma City. Um, so we can end up seeing them in camp and, and them making it harder for some guys to get spots. And so uh, I, I like the, I like, uh, I think his name is, I think his last name is Houston. I like him because he's young and athletic and and would fit a need, I think, in where the Spurs are kind of weak right now, uh, depth-wise. But, you know, we might see some good battles. And I think if we see that open scrimmage, which we, we usually do, I mean, I'd love to see some of these battles play out. Maybe some of these young against some of the veterans. Like if it was like, a, you know, a White and Walker going up against uh, Pondexter, maybe a Henderson type thing. Uh, that could show quite a bit. So I'm looking forward to that. It, it's been a long offseason like usual. Every, every year seems like it gets longer and longer. So uh, I'm just ready for it to get started again, training camp to come up and, and – you know, the open scrimmages and everything else like that. Yeah, you know, it's different now. I, I For the last couple of seasons, since, you know, I'm doing, you know, this podcasting thing and, you know, helping out some of the people in the media, I see it from a different perspective now. It's not just the same where you get to watch it from a fan perspective. It, it's yeah. just a different outlook. It's like everybody's having fun and they're cheering and you're like really engaged and you're checking out the players and seeing, man, this guy might make it all. I don't think this guy has what it takes. And you're, you're, you just see things from a different perspective. So a lot of people are out there and they're having fun and I'm over here doing work. You know, even though I might yeah. have my kids with me, I'm still doing work. So that's kind of a change and it's funny, you know. So I'll yeah. just, I was just saying, you know, I feel your pain on that end. You know, you can't, you're there, you're having fun, you want to watch the game, but you're working, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's, working. Kind of, it's funny. Whenever I cover a game, whether it's a high school or college or NBA, whatever it is, it's fun. People will be like, okay, have fun. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to work. Like, I mean, it's, <laughs> let, 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 let me get clear. It's awesome work. It's awesome work that I get to do. I'm privileged to be able to do it. But I'm always there usually. If it, Let's say if it's an NBA game, start to 730. I'll, if, if I'm covering the games, which I haven't covered, I've been, uh, Paul's been covering those, but I would get there at 530. Yeah. And probably wouldn't leave until close to midnight because you want to get all your free game, all, all your interviews in free game. Uh, any stories that come out with pops wrestler than after the game writing up your recaps and everything. So it's a, it's it's definitely a, a long night. Uh, but but like I said, it's a privilege and it's it's awesome to to get to do that. But yeah, I mean it's definitely a different perspective than just showing up, you know, minutes yeah. prior to tip and just sitting down and having uh, you know a few cold drinks or whatever and and uh, cheering or whatever. There's no cheering. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's it's a def- definitely a different perspective for sure. Yeah, and then you're just taking pictures during the game highlights you know yeah. that you you're taking on your phone and you're trying to upload all this stuff to social media and they're like oh look look what happened i'm like i i, I can't man i'm trying i'm trying so it's fun you know don't get me wrong i mean it's yeah. all we i love doing this you love doing this but you know yeah. we're just sharing a little bit of the insight that goes goes on in the background you know it, it's it's from a different perspective and yes we love doing this but we we kind of miss out on some things and by the time it's all said and done and we're finished covering the game 
you're you're done, man. <laughs> you're done. You just want to eat and just right. and de-stress. You don't want to jump on another podcast or you know. I don't want to talk to nobody. I'm done doing all that. <laughs> so it's, definitely high school football too. That's that was tough because usually after the game, I have to, I gotta stick around and do my interviews. But then I have to also write a story and then edit all the photos and post all the photos. It's just like I'm, a lot of times on Friday nights, I'm up, up till about two, two, three, three. Yeah. I feel yeah. your pain. And then I got to cover, I have to write stories on other games, which I didn't even go to. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, like, like I said, it's so, I would not do anything else. Like, uh, and so it's awesome. That's it's, fun. It's, so it's anybody a, that wants to do this for a living, that's what happens. You know, you, you got to cover games. You, all the content that you just finished recording, you got to write about store, you know, a, a game. You got to cover the game. You got to put up the video. You got to do a podcast or whatever it is that you did. Then you got to fit it into the story, and it's a process. So anybody that likes to do this, you know, hit me up, DM me on on Facebook. I'm more than willing to share some information, tips, and you know, just share the knowledge. You know, that's what it's all about. So we're gonna go ahead and move on a little bit, and we're gonna talk about the upcoming NFL season. It's gonna start on Thursday, and you have. The Philadelphia Eagles going up against the Atlanta Falcons. It's going to start at 7.20. It's a 7.20 tip tentatively, but you know how that goes. They always run a little late. So after they sing and they do the whole hoopla and everything for for opening day. And then you're going to have some games come out on Sunday, of course. You know, everybody looking forward to NFL Sunday. You're going to have the Bengals and Colts. You're going to have the Buccaneers, Saints, Bills, Ravens, the Texans, the Patriots, 49ers, Vikings. You know, you're also going to have... The Dallas Cowboys versus the Carolina Panthers. And that's a 325 tip. You know, I know I'm going to be out there and I'm going to be supporting the team. I'm going to be watching it over at Schooners with my my friends, the Dallas Cowboy Borrachos, which is uh, one of the biggest Dallas Cowboy supporter groups. So I'll be out there with my brothers enjoying the game and the festivities. Uh, Koozie yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got my koozie already, man. So I'm going to be sporting my pink koozie because I'm a a prospect. I'm going to be getting my number later on uh, this season. So... It's fun, man. It's all in good fun. But, you know, it's going to be another long season for us Dallas Cowboy fans. You know, they got rid of the the golden leg of Dan Bailey. You know, we can no longer say, like, Raymond Orta, prenda la vela de Ben Dan Bailey. That's not going to happen anymore. You know, he was a go-to when we needed uh, three points to make the difference in the game. To get it, you know, where the game was short, real close, we couldn't score. We couldn't get in the, in the red zone, you know. We couldn't score a touchdown. We could always depend on Dan Bailey. Now we can't depend on Dan Bailey because he's gone, you yep. know. And it's going to be tough because I, I'm not – I really have looked at the Cowboys and the preseason. And they're saying, oh, it's just preseason. No, it's not just preseason. If you look at the preseason, you've seen what the Dallas Cowboys have done. They've looked terrible in preseason. And other teams, they're just using their, you know, second, third string players – and they're still able to get wins. The Dallas Cowboys have looked horrible in the preseason. And I expect that to translate into the regular season. I'd be surprised, Michael, if the Dallas Cowboys get more than six wins this season. I don't know what you have them at, but what are your expectations? Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy the way they're set up right now. Their roster just seems so strange. Like, they have no identity anymore, like, like what they had before. Whitney's gone, Dez is gone, uh, Dan Bailey is gone. So it, it's hard to even know what to expect. The receiving core is like a question mark. Yeah. Uh, the offensive line looks like they have a, a bunch of problems. They've got some injuries they've got to deal with. But then when I've seen like the second team going to the offensive line, I mean, it is just like a, it's just terrible. 
and uh, they can't stop you know, the run. They can't stop the run, and then they can't yeah, stop anybody uh-huh. when they're shooting those uh, short slant routes or they're they're going deep. They they can't stop anybody. That's a problem. The Cowboys. The only way that they're going to win games is that they're going to just have to have a good old fashioned shootout. Are you going to put more yeah. points up there than the opposing team? Because you certainly can't stop them. That's what I see. And they're glad if it's a good running quarterback and a good running uh, running back on, in week one. So that's not that's going to test them. Uh, you know, I know they're talking about Earl Thomas, and that didn't work out. I don't know what Seattle wants. They still, and they want some crazy thing for him. Um, so they weren't able to beef up their secondary that way. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 worried because I don't. Before you look at the team and you like, okay, you have a good idea. Now there looks like too many question marks all over the place. Yeah, and I mean, I like the the, the linebackers. I'm just, I'm liking what I'm seeing there, but other than that, I'm not seeing a lot. Yeah, I think it's going to be another season where you're going to see them play good in spades. You know, when it comes to defense, they might be able to stop. You know, the run here and there, they'll get lucky. But they can't do it consistently, and that's the thing that's always plagued the Dallas Cowboys. They don't have a, a decent secondary. I mean, who do we have as far as whiteouts go? I mean, there's a yeah, lot of question marks. Yeah, there's a, there's a ton of question marks, you know, when it comes to this team. So I think, you know, I'm not I'm a I'm a big Dallas Cowboys supporter. You know, I love yep. the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to stick with my team no matter what. I know a lot of other teams love their, you know, another a lot of other fans love their team. So good for you with sticking with your teams, but unfortunately, I cannot see these this current version of the Dallas Cowboys winning more than six games. If they win eight games, they're going to surprise the heck out of me. But eventually, yeah. teams are going to find you guys out. They're too predictable because they have an offense that they've keep they that hasn't changed. It's the same. They're too predictable, and it's because of Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett yeah. is not a very good coach. He hasn't changed things up. He doesn't really surprise teams too often. You already know what you're going to get. Dak Prescott looked great his first year, you know, the rookie year. But teams already found him out. They already have schemes that counteract what he wants to do. You know, he's he's going to have to add a little bit more to his game to be a decent quarterback. Right now, I have him pegged as a mediocre quarterback. A lot of people believe in Dak Prescott. He hasn't shown me in enough at least in the last season and moving forward, even, you know, in, in the preseason now coming to starting the regular season, I don't expect a lot out of him. You know, I think he's good when it comes to just, you know, sitting in the pocket and passing the ball, which is what a lot of quarterbacks are, are doing now in the, in, you know, in the NFL, you know, that's why you've have these, this longevity of quarterbacks playing beyond their forties, you know, Drew Brees, we have, you know, Tom Brady, and it's because they're not really good at running the ball, but they have a good offensive line that can protect the quarterback. And the quarterback will flourish because he can just pop back in that pocket and pass the ball because he has protection. With the Cowboys, I don't know if that offensive line is going to really hold up. And Dak Prescott, yeah. once he starts running, he's no Tony Romo. He can't pass that ball really well when he's on the run. He makes a lot of mistakes. So – Things with him, and I, and I understand why Jason Garrett runs the offense the way he does, because he has a young quarterback in Dak Prescott. He has to keep things simple in order for him to really have somewhat of a chance. But, I mean, this is already going to be, what, his third season as an as yes. NFL quarterback? you got to start adding more to your game. You, start, you have to have a better understanding of what's going on out there. I know the game comes quick, but 
you have to you already use what you've learned and put it into some type of production you know and that's the thing that i i don't feel comfortable with i don't have faith in my quarterback right now in Dak prescott what do you see are you seeing the same thing i i feel the same thing and i feel like last year there was a lot of pressure on him because he didn't have Zeke as much. You know, Zeke was out a lot. Now he'll have Zeke, but now he doesn't have Rizzo. So, so yeah. I mean, they can yeah, they can use Zeke, and they can be a little more or a, a little less predictable, but now he doesn't have that one big uh, receiver that he can go to, that can go to. And, you know, the thing is, as much as people complain about Romo and, how, and his injuries and everything, I really wish Jack would have had a few more years under Romo because if there's someone that knows the game, and we see this when his broadcast gets Tony Romo, and I would have loved for Dak to have had the chance to, to learn, learn under him. Yeah. Even even if Dak's a starter, just to have that, that guy that can really teach him and bring him along. Right now, I mean, if Dak gets hurt, I mean, you're looking at Cooper Rush, who's looked terrible. Um, yeah, so, I mean, they're not that, – that's, there's definitely a lot of cause for concern there. And – if things don't work with Dak, then they're just going to have to ride Zeke until the ghost falls up, fall off because yeah. that's really all they have. And my biggest concern with Zeke is that he's great as a as a you know football player goes, but how is he going to be able to you know stay yeah, healthy? He <laughs> how is he going to stay healthy? Because I'm scared every time I'm watching yeah. him out there and he's running. You know, he's running the ball. He's a great running back. And he's out there running, and he runs hard, you know. And he'll get out there and jump over, hurdle over other the opposing players. And you know, the thing is, he likes to get in there, and he likes to hit people. He likes to get hit, and he likes to dish it out. That's gonna eventually come up and, and get you event at at some point in time. all over again. Yeah, because once you get an injury, and you're you're the star player, because Zeke is the star player right now for the Cowboys. He is the Cowboys, you know? Everybody's like, feed yeah. Zeke, feed Zeke. But if he gets injured, man, the wheels are going to come off pretty quick, you know? We have some other running backs, not just Zeke. We have some other running backs that, that are going to come in and, you know, help out on, on different plays here and there. But we don't have anybody as dynamic as, as a, an Ezekiel Elliott, Zeke, you know, with the Cowboys. Yeah. And the thing is, too, there's a lot of question marks. There's a lot of things that are unproven. You know, we might be jumping the gun and saying, you know, hey, I'm picking them to win six. Maybe they'll win more than that. But I want to see something because as a as a Cowboys fan, and I know you you like the Cowboys too, I'm tired of mediocrity, man. I'm tired yeah, of getting off. fed mediocrity. I'm tired of the same plain oatmeal all the time for breakfast. I want something different. It's time we got for a change. <laughs> Jack's rookie year. We, had, we saw something finally. Yeah. But then they have not been able to build off of that at all. Yeah, you know, and the thing is, I think it has a lot to do with the owner, with Jerry Jones. You know, we always come back to Jerry Jones and Jerry Jones, and then you have Jason Garrett, and they always say Jason Garrett is nothing more than a puppet of Jerry Jones. There's a lot to be said to that, yes, but, you know, we need some type of change. Something needs to happen. I don't know if it's going to be the, you know, the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, the head coach, something needs to change. You, your Cowboys aren't going to have success doing the same things they've done for the last two seasons. You know, the last season was not a good season. This season, it looks like they're going to be doing more of the same. You only had one decent season with Jason Garrett, and that was Dak Prescott's rookie season. And that was because teams didn't know how to scheme against him. Now that they've learned how to do all this, I mean, 
this, the thing too that I've learned with the Cowboys is they're not good with adjustments. We've seen that. We saw that last season. They can come out and play a first good half of basketball. I mean, basketball, football. <laughs> but when they come out into the second half, you know, teams have made them look ridiculous. One of them in particular, the one of the games I remember was the Rams last season, you know, yeah. where the Cowboys looked great. And then they came in and they just like, what happened? You had this game and you just let it get away from you. And I've seen that happen consistently. And it, and it's it has a lot to do with what Jason Garrett and the coaching staff go into halftime with, and they just can't seem to get it together. You know, the other teams, like, they make their adjustments, and they're like, oh, we figured them out already. We're just going to do this. We're going to just, you know, pound the ball. We're just going to – because they can't stop the run, or we're just going to just throw the ball downfield and see what happens. You know, because they can't stop the passing game either. So, I don't know, man. It's going to – looks to me like it's going to be a long season, Mike. I <laughs> know, uh, and I'm, I'm a guy who – I've loved this team since I was, you know, a kid. And I will always follow and love this team. But, yeah, I mean, you have to be real. and You have to know. I'm not. I'm definitely not one of those Cowboys fans that's going to say that every year that they're going to Super Bowl because <laughs> we all know those people. We all have those friends, you know, that, that uh, believe a little too much. Vamos para la Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a tough year. And it's, it's going to be another process here. And they, they need to find, you know, I think it's going to take a big move, like, you know, try to bring in a new coach and, and maybe some new personnel. And then, you know, they've got to do something with the roster they have because it's been too long now. Like I said, that was one good season. And since we haven't seen anything uh, representing it, a positive season before that, so it's like, you know, some of the early uh, Romo years. So uh, as Cowboys fans who were used to seeing so much domination, you know, early and in the 90s, uh, it, it's tough to go through this long stretch of, uh, you know, of mediocrity. And, it's been exactly. a long stretch of mediocrity, and I yeah, know a it, lot of the fans are I'm tired. Right with you on this one. I think it's going to be another year of mediocrity, unfortunately. Yeah. So it's like, this, you know, the thing, too, that I can't figure out with these Cowboys is that they lose against all these teams that they should win against. And then yeah. teams that they should, they have no business beating, they beat them. And I'm like, and then everybody's, vamos para la Super Bowl. No, man, it's not going to happen. You know, I remember reading a poll before we, we start doing this podcast. The media, you know, as a collective is giving the Cowboys a 1.75% chance of going to the Super Bowl this season. I think that's a little, a percentage or two, you know, higher than what I would have <laughs> given them. You know, but yeah. either way, hey, look, I'm a, I'm a diehard Cowboys fan. I'm just yeah. realistic. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of, Dallas Cowboy Borrachos there. They're going to have something to tell me on Sunday. You know what? I'm, I'll listen to you guys. But covering the games for so long, watching them for so long, seeing it from a different perspective now as a, as a member of the media, you see things differently now. And what I'm saying is I'll be surprised if they win more than six games. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that they couldn't win more than that. I just said I would be surprised if they win more than that. But there's a lot of things that you could take away as far as it's not going to be a wash as far as this season goes. There's still a lot of player development, a lot of young players that, that can still come into their own and surprise us. But I don't know, Michael, I just, I just don't see it happening, man. I try, yeah. you know, I try, I try to look at it from all angles, but unfortunately you're still going to have the good teams that were good last season be good this season. You know, you're going to still have the Patriots and Tom Brady 
Bill Belichick probably going to the Super Bowl again. You know, they're they're the yeah. Spurs of basketball. Well, uh, they're the Spurs of football. You know. Yeah. So, out of that, I mean, I, I don't know what else you're gonna, what else you can say. You're gonna have Green Bay be good again because they're gonna have a healthy Aaron Rodgers. You know, yep. the Raiders, they're gonna suck again, man. <laughs> they're not gonna yeah. be very good. You got rid of Khalil Mack. It's like, what's what's going on there, man? That's stupid. You know, I saw yeah. that, and if I was a Raiders fan, I'd be up in arms. I'd I'd be pissed off, man. You yeah. know, I would stop watching the games. <laughs> That that's a special player, and I know people are saying, "Yeah, they got so much back for it." But yeah, I mean, if you're, you'll be lucky to, with what they got back with those draft picks to find anything resembling Khalil Mack. He's like one of those once in a decade type players. That you he don't made see. he made the other teams change their scheme just for him. He yeah. he was a dynamic player. He changed the outcomes outcome of games by himself. He's a special yeah. player. I can't believe that they would get rid of him. You know, it's just mind-boggling i don't i don't understand the process and i don't understand what that owner is thinking you know because ultimately the owner is going to approve or disapprove this type of trade basically he said i don't believe that khalil mack was as good of a player as everybody else thought he was so we're going to get rid of him it's like are you trying to sabotage your own team you trying to get up there in the you know get a higher draft pick I, i don't know man you got me on that one michael me too. I don't get it, but you know, it's kind of. And and time a, a, a grown man gets a bowl cut, I can't every decision. <laughs> so. You said it, not me, man. You can't you can't <laughs> trust a guy with the bowl cut, a bowl haircut, you know. So yeah, yeah man, I, I don't get it, man. But we'll see what happens this coming season. I I mean, I think the the other team that I have that I think is going to be good is going to be the Saints, man. I think the Saints are going to be yeah. good. They're going to surprise a lot of people again. You know, they surprised a lot of people last season. I think they're going to be another team that you're going to you're going to have to watch out for because they might make some noise late in the season and they could they could go to the Super Bowl, man. That's this is a team that I see every year as a contender because they might not be very good during the regular season, but they stay good enough to make the playoffs. And once they get to the playoffs, that's when they're going to shine. You can never count out the Saints, man. Yeah, Brees has that it factor in those type of big games, man. He does. And then Alvin Kamara just another year, you know, with another year of experience under his belt. I hope they do well because I've got Kamara on my uh, on my fantasy team. But uh, yeah, definitely. There's one another team. I'll, two, two other teams I'll be watching closely. The Rams. I want to see how bring in all those big name players. How they 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 gel together. Shout out to you, Jonathan. That's <laughs> Jonathan and Gio. And you know what I've been watching a lot is is the I've been watching Hard Knocks with the Browns and oh man you know I that almost makes you want to be a Browns fan watching Hard Knocks man I, I stopped watching I know it, and I've been impressed with with <laughs> some of the, the the players they have and and you know that quarterback battle is really interesting and it, it, I think we'll see some improvement there but uh, you know it's gonna be a, it's gonna take a lot more than some preseason games and that show to to Tony but I'll be keeping an eye on them for sure yeah and Baker Mayfield man let's see what he does but I know uh. What's his name? Dylan Emery, my friend Dylan Emery of the Blue Collar Sports Dad. He's a big OU fan, and I tell him all the time. We make fun of him, dude, and we say Baker Mayfield is a spirit animal. So he's like, yeah, I brought me some Baker Mayfield underwear. I'm like, dude, whatever, man. That's your spirit animal. That's his boy right there. So I'm sure he's going to be following them very closely, you know. But we're going to see another another team that I think could be, you know, one that to make waves again and make some noise. 
Pittsburgh Steelers, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pittsburgh, yeah. man. The terrible towel. <laughs> uh, and, and too much Le'Veon Bell. If they figure out how to get him into, into uh, going actually to the game to show up and everything, well, that'd be great. But, um, I mean, they have talent all over the place. So, yeah, they'll, they'll be one that's like they're going to be there at the end. Yeah, another team we're going to have to watch out for, too, is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles, man. As much as I despise the team because I'm a diehard, yep. diehard Cowboy fan, you got to give them props because they were the best team in the NFL last season, good enough to win the Super Bowl. And I expect nothing but the same from them again this season. You know, So that's going to be a, a tough division for the Cowboys because you're going to have the Redskins that I think are going to be much improved this season. Yep. And you're also going to have to contend with the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't see the Cowboys winning the the NFC East, man. I just yeah. I just don't. I don't even see them making the playoffs because no, they, I don't think so either. You're yeah. limited to the spots, especially with those two teams in the NFC East. I mean, they'd have to hope for a wild card at best, and that's that's still a long shot. Yeah, and I have another friend of mine. Um, he he likes the Carolina Panthers. He's been a diehard Carolina Panthers fan, and I tell him. I think they're going to actually have a worse season than the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, I mean the thing is, if they could, if they could, it, consistency has been kind of one of their problems uh, a lot. Like, I mean, they have players, talented players at different positions and big name players, things like that. But uh, like in big games, they've never been able to get together. It just seems like, and they've come close and they've uh, made strides, but they just haven't been able to. And this season, I'm I'm not even sure what to expect out of them, but. Yeah, they don't really jump off the page when I look at favorites. Yeah, another team I think that's going to kind of be a little bit on the decline this season, too, is going to be uh, the Seattle Seahawks, man. They've, they lost a lot of people, a lot of people on yeah. the roster that made that had an impact on the game. And now that they don't have those types of players, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. One of my friends, like I said, Richard, he's, he's a big-time Seattle Seahawks fan. And I think it's going to be this type of season where they're going to see maybe the Seattle Seahawks not making the playoffs. They're going to be able to compete, but I don't think they're going to be able to win enough games to get them to the playoffs. That's just that's just my my opinion, looking at them moving forward, looking at the roster that they have available to them right now. So and another no. team, too, that I know is going to be a little bit hit or miss Denver Broncos. So shout out to my friend, you know, Rick. He's a big Broncos fan. I call him Los Ponis Reñosos. And, you know, if you're not Mexican, you don't know what that means. Look it up. But it, it's funny, you know, to me that we're talking about the Denver Broncos, you know, and John Elway and what he's done with that team or hasn't done with that team. They're still, to me, missing some key components. One of them is as a quarterback. A quarterback. Co quarterback who can produce consistently, kind of like the Cowboys, you know. You have Dak Prescott, which they think is the second coming of Tony Romo, and I don't really see that yet. You know, you need quarterbacks that are going to produce for your team consistently. The only way that a, an NFL team is going to get to the playoffs is, one, they have to have good receivers. Two, you have to have a good quarterback, a decent quarterback. And I don't think the Cowboys have that yet in, in a Dak Prescott. Or, you know, the Denver Broncos, they don't have that yet with the current roster that they have. So, anyway, I'm just saying, I'm just stating facts. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, and I agree with what you said so far. Especially Seattle, I feel like, yeah, they still have Russell Wilson, and he's a special player and everything, but 
defensively was where they, where they got a lot of work done. I feel like they lost a lot of their defensive identity. Richard Sherman's gone. Camp Chancellor's retired. Earl Thomas doesn't really want to be there. And it's like that Legion of Boom is like gone yeah, it's now. Gone, yeah. And, you know, that's that was just they had some dogs back there, you know, that could uh, were just on a different level. And I, I don't think they're going to be able to replicate that by just finding players and putting them in positions. But, you know, so I think that definitely their defense is going to go down. And, and that affects a lot of, of how that team operates and how they're able to get so much done in the past. So, yeah, I see a decline for sure. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens with the 49ers now that they got Richard Sherman, you know. So, yeah, Tampa Bay Buccaneers again. Not going to happen, man. <laughs> yeah. They have a lot of a lot of expectations over there, you know, especially with the the quarterback that's in place. But he just can't seem to escape controversy, man. You know, yeah. all the time you just hear him in the news for the wrong reasons. Recently, he had a, an altercation with an Uber driver. I'm like, really, bro? Again? <laughs> yeah. he and just, he's not even going to be starting the season. They're going to have Fitzpatrick to start the season. So yeah. it's like, yeah, that's maybe maybe they'll have some more. They'll have better success than they will with, you know, the, the other quarterback that they went, Jameis Winston, went that they went with last season. So maybe this season, changing in, you know in the quarterback might might translate into a couple more games. You know that they'll win. So. We'll just keep an eye on that. But that's the good thing about the NFL. You just never know what's going to happen, you know. And then you have luck returning with the Colts. So, you know, that's that might be interesting, too. A lot of people are always discounting the Colts. And I don't know, man. I think that with the, ha- with the healthy Andrew Luck, the, ho- the, the Colts might make some noise this season. So I'm yeah. excited about the start of NFL season. It couldn't come <laughs> soon enough. I'm looking forward to just leaving the TV on all day and just oh, yeah. watching all the good games, you know, and watching these teams go and, and battle each other. I, I missed NFL season, you know, and this is a good time of year for both of us. You're going to have yeah. the start of basketball season coming up and you already have the start of college football, the, the you know, start of NFL football. It's a good time to be alive right now. And then shortly we're going to have MLB, you know, the, the MLB playoffs starting in yeah. October. Yep. So. Go Red Sox, man. Red Sox Nation. <laughs> all right, man. Well, before we go ahead and end this episode of the Two Shots Podcast, why don't you let the people know all the good things that you got going on over at Project Spurs and where they can find you guys on social media. Uh, we're at ProjectSpurs.com. Uh, things have been slow right now because we're, it's, we're in that dead part of the season, but they're about to pick up with, as soon as you know, with training camp starting um, here in a bit. Uh, I'm guessing a little later this month. And uh, so look for things to pick up then. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at MDeleon, M-D-E-L-E-O-N. And uh, also check out Texas Red Zone Report because high school football just started. And so now that's kind of my thing that, um, you know, I've got the seasons with different seasons and that's when I'll jump on different things. So right now I've been doing a lot of high school football. So make sure to check that out as well. All right. So there you have it. And then with the Two Shots podcast, of course, we have everything on screen. You know where you can follow us. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Two Shots Podcast. And you can also check us out on the World Wide Web at TwoShotsSA.com. So for Michael DeLeon, I'm Joe Garcia. And remember, spread the love, stop the hate, and be kind. We're out. Peace.